Emma May Dinkins here. This podcast is powered by the Converge Podcast Network. What's up? What's up? Incredible, loved, seen, valued people. I'm so thankful that you're here. My name is Emma May Dinkins, and you have joined me today on the Have You Heard podcast. Romans 10, 17 says that that faith comes by hearing, and that is hearing the word of Christ. And so I pray that today you are just encouraged in the Lord. I pray that your faith grows through the power of his word. I pray that you know how grateful I am that you are here and and that I'm just so thankful I get to be a part of your life in this special way, even if it's through a podcast. So friends, faith comes by hearing. Without further ado, let's get into the word. So giddy. I love today. I love the conversation that we are about to be a part of because one, I am getting to share with y'all the joy of some wedding details as we are in the wedding series. I've, I've been waiting for over a year to share with y'all all of the wedding details that we've been planning just because it's been such a joy to celebrate in the process. And so now that we're finally here, I'm just thankful to reveal all the surprises and sweet details to you. And today is a very special part of the wedding planning that I've gotten to experience, and that is the flowers. But not only the flowers, it is the florist behind the flowers and the Holy Spirit who is leading the florist. And this woman blesses me richly. This woman um, is obedient to the Lord, and she's just a testament of how good God is. It's so evident in her life that she has tasted and seen that the Lord is good, and she is blessed as she takes refuge in Him. And I'm so, so thankful that she gets to share her story with y'all and that y'all get to hear it, and I pray are encouraged by it. Friends, this is Diana Thompson, the one and only friend. Welcome. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, thank you so much, Emma. What an introduction. I'm so grateful for all the kind words that you've shared with everyone. And I'm so excited and so honored and blessed to be here. Yay. Oh, we are too. We are too. And I think it's so fun. Um, My wedding planner, Amanda Reed, hashtag shout out all the things to Amanda Reed because she is <laughs> wonderful. Um, I remember whenever we were in the early stages of wedding planning and she literally, we had not even talked florists at all. I didn't know any florists in the area. And she said, Emma, I just had this sense that you and this florist would really connect. Her story Mm -hmm. is so powerful. And I just really felt like that would be an incredible person to partner you with for the flowers in your wedding. And even in the engagement, when Josh proposed to me, the flower arrangement that y'all had put together, I was blown away by how, (laughs) like, I hadn't even talked to y'all. And it was so spot on with everything that I love and everything. And, and from the moment that I met you, I was just inspired and encouraged. And so share with us a little bit about like, why flowers? How did like the love of flowers come up in your life? Have you always loved flowers? No, actually. So (laughs) I actually never felt worthy of flowers up until about three and a half years ago. 
crazy enough. So um, mm. I kid you not, everything that I've touched beforehand, before this um, this download of the Holy Spirit gift that he's given me is, um, was I touched with everything I touched was dead. Like I couldn't get fly. I would get flowers every once in a great while when Justin would surprise me with them. Um, and within a couple of days they're dead. Or I would try to plant um, flowers outside and um, I would spend hundreds of dollars every year come spring and they would die. So no, I, flowers has never really been a thing for me. Like I've never, like I said, I never, I never felt worthy of them. So they just became a part of who I am in the past probably three and four years now. Wow. Yeah. And how I feel like because I've had the joy of like sitting with you in our homes and hearing your story, I feel like mm -hmm. for for those listening who kind of need to understand how that yeah. love came to be, take us yeah. back a little bit to like how you and your husband met um, the before yeah. the love of flowers. Take <laughs> us back to the start of this story. Yes, 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 yes. So how Samantha, who Samantha is, is, is always the big question because my, like, you know, my name is Diana. The first thing people ask is, are you Samantha? And <laughs> I have to say, no, I am not. Samantha is actually my daughter. Um, I met Justin when I was 15 years or actually when I was 14 and um, we just became really good friends. And then he became my boyfriend, which um, we were very young. Um, we made some, you know, not so good choices and um, ended up having sex before marriage and found ourselves pregnant when I was 15. I had watched, my parents got married at a very young age and I watched my parents struggle quite a bit um, financially and just, you know, the hardships of getting married at such a young age mm -hmm. and, um, and having me. And so I just didn't feel that that was a, a, a life that I wanted. And, um, so I made the difficult decision to abort my first child and it's just been a really long journey of really healing from that. Um, Justin, at the time, you know, he, he begged me. He did not want to have this abortion. abortion. I just didn't see any other way out. Like I tell people all the time when we are, um, when we're going through, when they're going through a difficult decision like that, they, they don't see a way out. You know, um, for me, it was like, I use this analogy quite a bit. It's like being in a bear trap, you know, um, a lot of times when an animal gets caught in a bear trap, they'll gnaw their own leg off in order to move forward or to get out. It's just wow. anything that you could do to just escape. Right. And, um, you know, that's, that's, that's the way it was for me. And then unfortunately, like I, for me in doing something like that, I was never the same. Um, and I grew up in the church. Uh, my parent, my father was a deacon, you know, I, I, I knew, I knew right from wrong. I knew what I was doing was wrong, but for me, like there was no other option. And so, um, after I left that abortion clinic, uh, my husband, you know, we tell the story a lot, a lot of times together and his, he has the great, you know, the great words for it because he says she was a shell of a person. Because before walking into that clinic, I was a very vibrant, you know, very outgoing person, um, very strong. You know, I, I knew my goals in life. I knew who I was as a person. But, um, but when I walked out, like a part of me, you know, 
a part of me, of course, you know, a part of me was gone, forever gone then. And um, after that, I I really struggled with my decision. Um, I was tried to commit suicide multiple times. um, And I just, I was just in a really, really dark place. Because for me, after doing that, you know, they really never tell you what in the clinics, they don't tell you what you're actually doing, you know, Mm -hmm. Um, or, you know, they make it seem like it's so, it's not a baby, it's, you know, it's an embryo, like it's not, it's not life. Um, They desensitized the action so much that I just couldn't seem to um, get past the actual action. So, um, and then on top of that, it was even a little bit more traumatic for us because um, it was a two-day procedure, and so there was so um, much that um, happened, and um, I woke up through half the halfway through the procedure, so it was very traumatic, and so um, I had to deal with all that on top of everything else that I was going through. So, um, during that time, um, my husband or Jason and I. Uh, found ourselves pregnant again a year to the date. And, and were you um, still? Or were you still not married? No, still not married. Yeah, still making terrible decisions. And he so, remind me too. Justin was not a believer at this time, was no, he? No, no, he was not. So Justin was an atheist. Wow. When I met him, so talk about unequally yoked. Oh my! <laughs> to the extremes goodness. to the extremes. As yes. teenagers. Oh my goodness. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Continue. Continue. Yeah. 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 And he like, you know, he was not a believer at all. And, you know, he was living a crazy life. Um, but then here we were again, find, found ourselves pregnant. Um, we knew that I couldn't um, go through, I, I wouldn't survive going through another abortion. So um, my parents and I, and, and my, and his parents, and we we're like, you know what, we want to get married. We think it's the best, um, you know, this is what we want. And so here we were 16 and 18 years old and we were going to start a family. Got married in May of 2096, um, May 25th to be exact. And, um, ended up, I mean, I was pregnant with my oldest son now justice. And, uh, you know, I, for me, it was like a redemption he was my atonement baby. Like I was going to do everything perfect. I was going to do everything right. I wanted to be the perfect mother, the perfect wife, everything to try to atone for my sins, right? Everything that led me up to this point. But here's the thing. When you go through this, when you go through, and I think with any, you know, difficult decisions that we make um, that lead us astray from, you know, who God or what God wants us to be and do, um, I lived a life of guilt. So guilt became a filter through every decision that I made. Um, I wasn't, I I mean, I'm telling you when I say guilt was my life. Um, And when I, as that, as I was raising my children and as I was being a a wife and all that, like I really felt that um, I felt guilty about everything that I did. I wasn't good enough. I wasn't worthy enough. I wasn't, um, uh, I wasn't a good enough mother to even have justice, like constant. And here I was, you know, justice, which justice was about two and a half years old. And I found myself pregnant again. Um, this time I was pregnant with a girl. I just knew it was a girl. 
And so it's crazy because I think sometimes, and this is not for everybody, but for some t- sometimes the Lord, I don't know, we just kind of know in our hearts, um, God kind of just gives us that special feeling of who our children are. And so it was almost like the same feeling that I had when I was pregnant with Samantha that I had with Allie. Mm. And so I just knew it was a girl. And But the sad thing was, is no, knowing that she was a girl, um, all those emotions that I hadn't, those suppressed feelings that I had about the abortion started creeping back up. Because I had suppressed them because I, be, you know, justice became my atonement baby. So yeah. I was so focused on being so perfect that um, I never really dealt with the actual, um, the actual actions of um, my abortion with Samantha. Yeah. So what did I do? I started running again, trying to figure out what it, another action that I could do or another way to atone. And that's when I started working for a crisis pregnancy center in our small town. Um, I somehow convinced the leaders there um, that I was okay and that um, I had moved past my abortion and that I wanted to help wherever I could. On the first night after my training of having the abortion or of, of um, being able to work with women, um, the first lady that comes into my um, counseling room looked at me after me telling her my testimony of, you know, how I had went through what I had went through and, you know, what, how it made me feel. Um, she looked at me and she said, thank you for my time, your time, but, um, I'm still going to have this abortion. So for me in not dealing with and a lot, not allowing the Lord to deal with my heart, um, it was like I was having another one all over again. So you can only imagine the feelings. Yeah. I mean, it was almost like as if I had another abortion. And so for me, I just could not function. It was probably one of the hardest times um, um, as an adult uh, to have to basically navigate through that. So on my way out that evening, um, working in the, the crisis pregnancy center, you get constant tons and tons of literature. And so I was like, okay, so I did something wrong. Like, you know, I didn't, you know, I wasn't, I wasn't good enough. Right. There we go again. Like putting myself down, you know, to be able to. Wow. So interesting that like you saw that response and you heard like a questioning of your identity, like what you did was attached to who you were. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And so I I was like, okay, so how do I fix it? Right. So how do I, how do I, you know, change to be better, to be whatever it is that I need to be to, to get the right outcome and so, or to help change these minds. And so I grabbed a whole bunch of literature, not really paying attention to what I grabbed and just took it. And so I'm going to, you know, show my age here a little bit, but (laughs) I had been to take a VCR tape. I don't know if you guys know what those are, but (laughs) they are (laughs) a a very old recordings um, that you put in a VCR. And so I grabbed these, these videos and I grabbed literature and these books and stuff like that. And I go home. Well, the next morning I um, go to put them in the VCR and I was like, okay, so this video on the outside of the case, it says, show this video to any abortion minded woman. And I promise you, they won't have this abortion. 
I was like, okay, so this is exactly what I need, right? Like I need this to be able to help me to counsel these women so that they will make better choices or a different choice, you know, a choice to choose life. And yeah. so I pop it in the VCR. And unfortunately for me, um, with everything that I had been through, uh, it was a live abortion, a very oh, graphic live abortion. And for me in my history, it sent me um, out into it. I literally had a nervous breakdown because I cannot tell you, and mind you, I have a two and a half year old, almost three year old at home um, with me. And I cannot tell you what happened from about nine o'clock to about five o'clock that night. Like it, there was a time lapse and I don't know. It's only by the grace of God that the Lord is good, so gracious and so amazing that I really feel that we probably had angels in that in that house with me mm. to help me take care of my baby because I don't know what happened. I just know that I, I needed help and enough was enough and I needed to figure out what, how I could move past this. Yeah. And so um, I started seeking counseling. I went through a um, really wonderful, um, ca- I had a wonderful counselor that took me through a Bible study called Post, Forgiven and Set Free. We walked through all the stages of grief because that's the sad thing. When you go through an abortion, because it's a choice that you made, we feel like as a, as women, as a woman that is post-abortive, I didn't feel like I had the right to grieve. But at the end of the day, if I can tell anybody that's ever experienced what I've experienced um, or gone through an abortion, God wants us to grieve. We are to grieve because it is a life and we can walk through those and, and his grace is so sufficient. And he's so loving. And so in that time, I went through that Bible study. I was able to forgive and get forgiveness from all those, all the different people that played a part in it. And um, I was able to move forward. But the one thing that I could, I would not allow, absolutely would not allow myself to move forward was, is I couldn't forgive myself. Because it was the one thing I needed to hold on to because I still, up until that point, did not experience how gracious and how wonderful God's grace is. We fast forward a little bit forward. Um, you know, life happens. I end up having three more or two more children. So we have, I have Justice who was, um, was two and a half. Through, well, he was almost three pregnant with Allie and then um I end up having another little boy Jackson but one thing that I find very very amazing in God's goodness was um I had already had the done through the Bible study I you know got a lot of amazing um healing there but there was still some more healing God wanted to take me through so I ended up I'm I'm about eight months pregnant and I ended up going to a conference with an organization called RAMA. And it was a conference uh, for women that are post-abortive. And I remember watching all these amazing women up there on these stages telling their testimony or testimony. And I was in such awe of their boldness. And so I sat there and I had this book um, that they had given out. And at the very beginning of the conference, they said, if there is one thing that you could ask God for, what would that be? And in my book, I wrote, I want the boldness to be set free. 
Mm. And I told God, I said, Lord, if you give me what you have given these women, I promise you that anybody that you bring to my bring to me um, that you want me to share my testimony to, I will do it. So the conference was two days. We went through the conference. It was amazing. I was, like I said, I was just starstricken of who God was in these, in these beautiful women's lives. And so I come home. And so remember when I tell you that I was living a life of guilt all the time, right? Um, before I had left um, from or for this conference, I remember having to swat Jackson a little bit, just on his butt. I don't remember what he had gotten into him, but you know, I had to discipline him. Mm-hmm. And um, I felt guilty about that the whole conference. And so when I came home, I sat him on my lap and he's sitting there and he's loving on me, telling me how much he missed him. I'm telling him how much I missed him or, you know, vice versa. Mm-hmm. And um, he, he, I look at him and I just turn around to face me and I said, I am so sorry, mommy had to thank you. And with his little, little bitty hands, he grabs my face, one, um, one hand on each cheek. And he looks at me, he's like, it's okay, mommy, I forgive you. And I get choked every time I tell this story, because for me, it was like, as if the Lord allowed me to experience some time with, with Samantha in that moment, because for me, it was like, I could see finally how sufficient God's grace was and I could let go Mm. I could move forward and the shackles were gone and so in that moment I experienced what it was like to truly have a downpour of his amazing grace in my life and from that point I have not looked back Wow, friend, that that's so powerful when it's not just head knowledge. Like you, mm-hmm. okay, I I know the facts. Like I know God says He forgives me, but when you actually like like that's what I meant at the beginning of this podcast that she has tasted and seen that the Lord is good. Like you are experiencing mm-hmm. the forgiveness and the love and the redemption of the Lord. This show is part of the Converge Podcast Network and is sponsored in part by... If you're single and looking to date but don't know where to start, it's time to check out Upward. Upward is a new, free app that is super easy to use. You can create a profile in just minutes, and before you know it, you'll be chatting with other Christian singles near you. Ready for a partner that puts faith first? Then it's time to check out Upward. That's UP. W-A-R-D. Download the app and find your match today. So, um, doesn't in there, it keeps going because I feel like sometimes, you know, the Lord, his, his, his hand and his molding in our lives is ever forever. Right. It's I'm insane. Like we haven't that. even talked about flowers. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? <laughs> it is crazy. So, you know, um, we, after that, like I, I began telling my testimony, you know, I, I got asked to speak in multiple places and sharing his goodness and his word and his, his, his overall, because I tell people I am not, um, that is, that is the Lord. I am just a testament to how his goodness is his story. It is his, it's Samantha's story. It is just a yes to his, his goodness. And so, um, 
fast forward, uh, we moved to Northwest Arkansas from Kansas. And um, I, when we moved here, I was just, it was kind of a refreshing because nobody knew us here. Nobody mm-hmm. knew our story. Nobody knew anything. And um, I had been doing it for so long that I was just like, okay, this is a start. You know, this is something I can move forward. Like even, I mean, I, I wanted to walk out God's goodness and his love, but I, I didn't want, I still kind of struggled with people knowing that part of me. Right. Yeah. Another thing I really struggled with is I never could really look at women in the eyes. So yes. Did I taste God's goodness and his love and his presence and his grace? Absolutely. But there was still a part of me that really struggled. Well, nobody knows me here. So they don't know what I, what I did. So, mm-hmm. um, I don't need to tell them. Right. That's kind yeah. of what in my head. And so, um, we moved here probably about 12 years ago, 13 years ago. And um, the crazy thing was right when we moved to Northwest Arkansas, I was standing in my living room and I had this crazy vision. Like the, it was almost like the Lord just literally picked me up and set me in the middle of a massive flower garden. And on the edge of the flower garden, I mean, there's flowers every wildflowers growing everywhere. And on the edge of the land was all these little cottages. And I remember looking around and just asking God, like, Lord, what is this? And he says, women are going to come here and be restored, Diana. And I was just in such awe of it, but I didn't know what he meant. Right. So I just kind of was like, oh, that that's cool. And I always kind of felt like there was, and I never said this out loud, but I, I felt like my life somewhere in my life, flowers meant something because I always knew, you know, growing up in the church, you know, God says his word is never void, you know? Mm-hmm. And I really felt like in that heart that, that he spoke that or in my heart, he spoke that to me. And so, um, fast forward a little bit more forward, uh, up until about, it was probably about four years ago, 2017. I had this crazy desire to grow a garden. And remember, I had black thumbs, right? <laughs> black thumbs. <laughs> Nothing I planted died or everything I planted died. Like I, I worked, I started working for Sam's Corporate about nine and a half years ago. And um, I did everything, you know, uh, I, I worked really hard, got to experience so much, did a lot of um, very amazing, unique jobs. And, um, so I was just like, well, I have money. So I'm just going to always, if I want to blow it on buying dead plants, I can. (laughs) (laughs) So I would just buy these plants and my family would give me such a hard time. And, um, you know, and just telling me, why are you spending so much money, mom, when they're just going to die? But I continued to do it. And then all of a sudden I had this crazy desire to grow a garden. Um, my husband is, you know, he builds, you know, he does all kind. Con- he has a carpentry background and so he can build me just about anything. And at this point, um, does he know the Lord? Uh, yes. Oh my gosh. I didn't That's even like touch a base on that. Other- That's what a whole you- nother. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So um, kind of give you just a small recap about that. So yes, he did end up coming to the Lord about, um, Oh goodness, probably five years or three years into our marriage, four years into our marriage. Um, he met the Lord in a very unique way. He'll tell you, um, um, he literally met the, the, the enemy. He met the devil in one crazy night. And, um, he basically 
realized that there is a God very quickly and it forever changed his life. Um, he was Whoa. in a terrible accident shortly after that where his um, foot was pretty much completely severed and um, God completely healed it. He felt and has experienced um, a complete wholeness um, from the Lord in, in all areas of his life. Um, they told him he would never walk, run, um, or, you know, play sports ever again. My husband can run. <laughs> he can lift. He can play sports. He can do it all. And he has been walking in God's grace ever since. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so encouraged, yes. Diana. Yes. Yes. So, um, Oh, we're talking about garden. Yeah. Yes, um, so, yes. yes. He, so he we built you a garden box. Yes. He built me a little corner of my backyard, a little cutting garden. And so I began to, I was like, okay. He's like, Diana, I'm not going to, I'm going to build this for you, but I am not helping you. None of us are helping you. You're going to do this on your own. I was like, okay, okay. So um, I was like, I can do this. I started Googling <laughs> and trying to figure out, okay, so if I'm going to do this, I'm going to do it all the way from the beginning. I wanted to experience what it was like to grow something from seed. So I gone online. I started buying um, all these crazy seeds, these beautiful flowers that I thought were gorgeous and um, germinated them from seed in my garage with grow lights and all. And then um, started working once the weather was nice outside, I started working on the ground. And so when you begin to prep the ground, you have to go in there and you guys have to get in there and start pulling all the grass and all the weeds and all of that. And as I'm doing this action of like touching the dirt and getting in there and grabbing the weeds, I hear that small voice where the Lord says, this is what we need to do to our past sins. Mm-hmm. I was like, I just like, it was like, you know, like a dog when they perk up and because they hear something and that's yeah. kind of how I was in the, you know, as I'm doing this, I was like, what is that? And I was like, okay. And so then again, you know, and I thought, well, was that really God or was that me? But yeah. I knew it was him. And so um, I, there was just something that just, it was different about that um, small voice. And so continued through the process. I, once I started tilling the garden and stuff like, or the dirt, um, I had to put in a uh, fertilizer, right? So we're, you know, getting all these different dirts and stuff like that mix in with the, you know, the other dirt. And as I'm doing that, he's like, this is what my word does to your heart. And I was like, okay. Mm-hmm. And so during this process of prepping the garden and putting in the plants, it was like the Lord was showing me the way we tend to our gardens is the way he tends to our hearts. And I was just in such awe of his goodness. So I was like, I, I mean, it was such a precious time. And for me, as I'm building this and I'm putting these plants in, it was like this way of me. I, I don't, I can't explain it, but it was like this way of me, like tending to these small little lives of, um, and what it was going to become. These seeds that we were planting was like what was going to f- happen for us in the future. And so, um, as I'm doing that, I, uh, I began watching these beautiful things grow in this garden. I am telling Mm. you the most vibrant, the most beautiful flowers, the most healthiest and big blooms that I've ever seen. And, um, and I kept kind of worrying. I'm like, okay, when is, when is it going to die? Or is it going to die? (laughs) 
but it just kept flourishing and flourishing and it got towards the end of the season and there was this one particular stalk okay would grow about almost two feet tall and I was just like it was so big and I couldn't understand what it was because I couldn't remember what I had put into the ground at you know what plant that was and so then it started growing this really big head on it and I was like what is that so one day I was walking to get um coffee in the kitchen real early in the morning I happened to look outside because um there we have sliding doors glass doors that basically pass the garden as um into the kitchen and so I look out there and there's this massive dinner plate dahlia that is yellow and the most beautiful flower I've ever seen and I don't know if you've ever know what a dinner plate dahlia is but it is like the size of a salad plate it's huge and that was the head of it and so the interesting thing about dahlias is dahlias have a curvature to their heads so instead of looking up they look at you and so as I'm looking at this flower it was for me because God is in every detail of our lives yeah it was for me him showing me that he sees me and so for me, it was like, okay, because remember, the one thing I struggled with, too, was looking at women in the eyes. Because my thing is, if they, even though I experienced God's goodness and his grace, I still kind of struggled with moving forward and telling my story here in Northwest Arkansas, because it was a part of the my life that I thought I could leave behind, you know? Yeah. But it was God's goodness of showing me, like, I see you, you know? I see you. And I am good, you know? Yeah. Because he he is in me, you know? And so I dropped to my knees because I felt like even though subconsciously I didn't know I was telling God no, but I was by not continuing sharing his goodness of what what I experienced in my life with him. And so I dropped to my knees, bawling like a baby, and I said, yes, Lord. Whatever you're calling me to do, whatever you want me to do, I say yes. So then a couple of weeks go by, and my husband has this crazy idea because he's an entrepreneur by heart, and he says, I think you should sell your flowers on the square. And I'm like, what? On the, on like, the square? In Bentonville, yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. <laughs> he's like, I think you should sell them. And I was like, oh, I don't know. Will people buy them? He's like, no, I think you should sell them. And so I was like, well, let's pray about it. We began praying and I was just asking God, like, should I do this? You know, I don't even really know anything about flowers. And um, then he, uh, one day I felt that small voice again. And he says, I want you to tell your story, Diana. And I was like, okay, God, remember when I said I would be whatever I said yes to you for whatever <laughs> everything yes but this <laughs> does this one thing <laughs> I was like God I said this is the Bible belt and people do you know what they're gonna do to me you know they don't know about that about me and I don't want them to know about that part of me and they're like he kept telling me he's mm-hmm. like wow. tell your story Diana tell my story and I was like okay so one day I was driving home from work I am a terrible speller, <laughs> terrible <laughs> speller, and because um, I felt this need that I was supposed to write my story down, and I'm like, I can't even spell, like, I don't know what to say, English was such terrible, you know, I was terrible in English in school, 
but one day I come home from work and I just have this calling to go spend some time with the Lord in my room. So I go to my room and I begin praying. And within 15 minutes, the Holy Spirit downloads what I'm supposed to say, say to him or say the message that he wants, because he, like I said, the Lord wanted me to share my story. I didn't know how he wanted me to share it. Yeah. And, um, so now, um, what, as I began selling my flowers in on the square and telling people about, you know, as they purchase the flower, they actually get a, my story. So they actually get a card that has our logo on it. And then it also tells, uh, uh, her Samantha story of who she is. And, um, can I read it to you real quick? Oh my goodness, please, please. Okay, yeah. So, um, basically, like I said, it's a little card and it's, who is Samantha? And it says, Samantha is our first child who our Lord and Savior holds safely in his arms today. In 1996, my husband and I made the difficult decision to abort. After many years of uprooting seeds of guilt and unforgiveness and shame, we have found peace. During this process, we have learned to plant seeds of forgiveness, love, and grace. Our passion is to share the, this peace with others through the beauty of flowers. Flowers have become a daily reminder of God's love for us and his unwavering grace. And of course, we have on here Romans 8, 28. Mm, so with every awesome. arrangement... Wow. <laughs> every arrangement that we give um we actually give the story to them and then um every wedding that we do in every um banquet every event we don't attach ourselves to anything that doesn't allow us to tell the story of who god is because we are we are a ministry before we are a business um we're in the ministry to share god's goodness and um that's our whole purpose but he's so good and so gracious when we say yes to his calling because his his calling for our life is perfect. Um, yeah, it is. And so, so it's just so amazing for us. Um, we are so honored to, to live that out. So in June of um, this past year of 2020, I had the very privilege to be able to quit my job with Sam's and do Samantha's Garden full time. So now we do weddings and we do events and we do flowers all over. And then in, in October of this past year, um, we actually opened up Samantha's International. And what it is, is flowers. Uh, we wholesale flowers, wholesale and retail flowers from, um, from all over the world. So we get flowers from all over the world and we bring them here to Northwest Arkansas to share. Um, the cool thing is, is, um, it is a ministry as well. Uh, we give back a portion of it back to organizations that help women and children um, recover from the devastation of human trafficking. Oh, so that's awesome. we partner with a lot of organizations in that way. But I mean, ultimately, like I said, like flowers, I am not self-taught. I'm Holy Spirit taught. This wonderful gift that I have it is literally, I believe, the Holy Spirit at work. Um mm -hmm. I pray over every arrangement that we get, every bridal wedding that we do. We are honored to be able for us. Um, I never really wanted to get into the wedding um, business because it was such a scary and intimidating thing. 
but um, God just kind of really started speaking to me of what an amazing ministry it is because we actually get to pray over the, the bride's marriage and the groom's, um, their families and their day. And we get to be a part of that union. And it is an honor for us because we get to help with that foundation as we pray for them. And so now it's become a huge joy of, you know, to be yes. a part of it. <laughs> I, I will never forget you telling me about how you, like, before any bouquet that you create for a bride, you pray over it first. And mm -hmm. prayer is so powerful. Like, Paul says to pray without ceasing to devote yourself to prayer. And I love how you take it seriously. Like, you take that instruction in Scripture so literally, and it's evident in the work and the fruitfulness of your ministry because you take the power of prayer at its word. Like, it is powerful, and you believe it mm -hmm. to be true, and you continually approach God's throne of grace with confidence and intercede on behalf of others and invite Him to guide you in every area of it. And that dependency that you have on the Lord, it's evident in your ministry. And it, it, it inspires me so much. <laughs> well, thank you so much. Like I, it, it is, it is amazing to see um, the way the Holy Spirit works through all our works, because we'll find a lot of times, because I believe that all flowers have meanings and it's so a it's so amazing to see how when we put those flowers together and then we start looking at the flowers and what they mean, it speaks to them unintentionally, you know, like it speaks to them because the Holy Spirit put, put it together, you know, because it's yes. exactly what they needed. And I love that. I love when he, you know, I, I will take putting the Holy Spirit and his challenge up anything because you know I everything that he does like is so perfect and unwavering that it, why do we do it without it you know <laughs> yes yes oh my goodness and and I just wow I I'm just so encouraged to and I think of when I think of your um your story in in the like area of you struggling to think that you could make that atonement of your mm -hmm. sins for yourself. Mm -hmm. Like you could be good enough. You could be perfect enough um, in order to make yourself clean in the eyes of the Lord. Um, mm -hmm. Like that just makes me think of Ephesians two, where Paul says like, it is by grace through faith <laughs> that we are saved and it is not by our work. So we yes. like the only thing that we as people can boast about is the power and the kindness and the mercy of God. And me and some of my friends, a few months ago, we were talking about um, a prayer that one of our pastors prayed um, at church that previous week. And one of the things he said was, God, strength is your thing and weakness is mine. And mm -hmm. under walking in that, I think it's just, it builds so much confidence because you mm -hmm. understand that I have strength because the Lord is with me, but it keeps yes. you humble because you're aware that I have strength, but it's not because of me. It's not because mm -hmm. of any amount of good works or how great of a mom I was or how great of a wife I was or how nice I was to people. Like even on my best day, the Lord says that it's like filthy rags and yet still he wants to be with us and he pursues us with his goodness and love and wants to use every aspect of our story to bring honor to his name and to bring the message of reconciliation to people and friend you just 
the way that you trust the Lord in that journey, it is so encouraging to so many people. Thank so you thank so much. You. Yes. Yeah. Oh, I, wow. Like, thank you. I'm honestly, like I said, like it is just living out as he unfolds in front of us and just being um, a good steward of what he's given us and, and just continue to just love on people and love them well. Yes. 100%. She said it, folks. She said it. Wow. Diana, um, I'm really excited about this wedding. I'm so excited too. Oh my gosh. The flowers we have been, so we, I cannot wait for you to get here because we have been, got a little surprise in the works for you, but we have been in contact with the flower, with the farms, the whole process. So we've been watching your flowers grow as we're prepping for your big day. Oh my stars. <laughs> oh my goodness. Wow. I'm I'm so giddy. I think about it every single day and y'all are so good at what you do. And I can't think of a better episode to launch the wedding series. Like uh-huh. you just brought the word, you brought encouragement. I just love how you are a testament of how creative God is that like God is not in this restricted box that he can only work in one type of way, but he mm-hmm. can work through flowers and he can take a story where you think guilt is the only place that you can stay. And he says, no, actually there's no condemnation for you. Like he just, he's such a good redeemer and he's so creative. And I just thank you for being willing to come on this episode today and encourage me. And I just know encourage so many people. Oh, well, thank you so much. And I am, it's, it's such an honor to be able to speak about his goodness in any way of form. And so I just thank you so much. And of course, I just love you. Oh, I love you. <laughs> oh, and to everyone listening, we love y'all. I pray that y'all yes. just go forth in your day knowing that you're loved and that may you be compelled by the love of Christ to go love other people too. And be sure and rate and review and download and share with your people and all of the sweet things and I will talk to y'all next week about more wedding details. (laughs) Bye everybody! I pray blessings and encouragement and a deepening of faith over your life today. Be sure to subscribe, rate, give reviews, and go share this episode with all of your people so that we can continue to build our community and build our faith. Thank you for tuning in to the Have You Heard podcast, and don't forget how awesome you are. This show is part of the Converge Podcast Network.